International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. I will tell you this, we have a nation that has turned from God, and we must declare Him. We must declare His righteousness and His goodness. We must declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. People have to be transformed in hearts. Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Well, last time we began a new study in the little book of Jonah. Jonah was a prophet of God, and he actually wrote the book of Jonah. Did you ever think about that? Jonah was very honest about his own refusal to obey God's command. And then he told about all the things that happened to him as a result of his disobedience. Let's listen as Dr. Kevin Shaw picks things up by talking about ancient Israel, where the prophet Jonah came from, and some of the parallels we see in the northern kingdom of Israel and present-day America. Here's part two of a message called Surrendering to God's Command. While God had blessed Israel, it was much larger than Judah by this time. It encompasses almost all of modern Israel, the Palestinian territories, Jordan, and Syria today. It was was a great nation. But God had blessed this nation even in spite of its wickedness. Assyria had reached its borders, but, not, but that w- doesn't mean that Israel wasn't prosperous. But there's, there's this great prosperity and clouds looming on the horizon. Does that sound familiar? Jonah was an interesting king, he, or an interesting prophet. Uh, Jonah, entire, Jonah's entire ministry isn't described here in the book of Jonah. He was a prophet that existed outside of that. And we have indication of that. It's found in the book of 2 Kings. And you don't have to turn there. I can just read there. 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 25. 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 25, speaking of the northern kingdom, says this. He, God, restored all the coast of Israel, northern kingdom, from the entering of Hamath unto the sea of the plain, according to the word of the Lord God of Israel, which he servant Jonah. 
the son of Amittai, the prophet, which was in Gath-hefer. Now, here is the issue. The northern kingdom was wicked, but the northern kingdom was in a place of great suffering and difficulty. And God sent a prophet to say, God is going to bless you. His name was Jonah. Jonah was a prophet of good news. That was, he was one of those preachers. You know, there are some preachers, they love to preach gloom and doom and all of that stuff. And there are other preachers that say, I don't want to preach sin. I don't want to talk about that stuff. I just want to talk about the good news. Now, what we're called upon to do is to preach the whole counsel of God. And, but Jonah, up till this point, had been a prophet of good news, a prophet of God's blessing upon the northern kingdom. And God chose to bless the northern kingdom in spite of the fact that it was a wicked place. You say, how do you know it was a wicked place? Well, if you study Hebrew history, you'll find a few good kings in the south. But there is not one king in the northern kingdom that you could call a good king. And nations tend to reflect their leadership. And so God sent this message that was a message of blessing. It was this, this message here, I'm going to just bestow my blessing upon you as a nation. And though you have lived wickedly, I'm going to bestow my blessing upon you. And what happened was, they didn't respond. God sent two other prophets, by the way. We'll see that. Amos was a contemporary of Jonah. Amos's message is a message of judgment upon many of the nations all around the land of Israel. He speaks of judgment upon Israel as well. And then God sends Hosea. And God uses Hosea to send this message to Israel that, listen, I have loved you, I have cared for you, and you've rebelled against me. And now the judgment is coming. So the people were in great affliction, but not completely damned. God isn't contradicting himself. God can choose for a period of time to bless us in spite of ourselves, out of his own goodness and out of his own grace. But I will tell you this, if we don't respond, and if you don't respond, judgment will inevitably, eventually come. God blessed Israel by the hand of Jeroboam, who was a wicked king. So we have to, one of the things that we have to do when we're surrendering to God's program is to remember this. I have to trust his wisdom. Now, isn't it interesting? We've talked in our, in our worship this morning about we trust the fact that God is wise and God is good. The fact that God knows better than we do. Sometimes, you know, we just don't have it figured out. But God knows. And, and we, many times, we just don't trust his wisdom. We think we know better. In fact, modern human beings, especially in the West, especially the United States of America, have gotten so arrogant that we think we all can individually declare our own truth. You hear this all the time. People say, well, it's my truth. There's no such thing as your truth. There is the truth. It doesn't belong to me, and it doesn't belong to you. It is the truth, whether you think you own it or whether I think I own it or not. The truth is the truth. And we will all come 
hard up against the truth at some point or another. So Israel had refused. God is wisely dealing with this nation. And Jonah is the prophet that's supposed to deliver this message to this nation. And a prophet should know that it's not him, his own to speak his own message. It has to be God's. And I think Jonah understands that because never in the book of Jonah will you find Jonah seeking to speak a message that is different from God's message. But there is a point at the beginning of Jonah where he doesn't want to speak the message that he knows is God's message because he wasn't, doesn't want to declare it. And I think it's an issue of trusting God's wisdom. We'll see that later on. So God had blessed the northern kingdom. And the northern kingdom didn't respond. The contemporary of Jonah, Hosea, says this. And it might well be that Jonah knew and even heard the message of the prophet Hosea. Now, Hosea is speaking of the northern kingdom. One of the designations for the northern kingdom was Ephraim, which was the prominent tribe in the northern kingdom. In Hosea chapter 11, verse 3, it says this, I taught Ephraim also to go, taking them by their arms, but they knew not that I healed them. I drew them with the cords of a man with bands of love, and I was to them as they that take off the yoke on their jaws, and I laid meat unto them. I freed them and fed them and blessed them. He shall not return to the land of Egypt. He's not going to send the northern kingdom back to the land of Egypt like they had been for 400 years prior to Moses. But here is the prophecy of Hosea. But the Assyrian, that nation of which Nineveh is the capital, the Assyrian shall be his king because they refused to return. Return to what? Well, from the entire context of the book of Hosea, because the nation refused to return to me. Folks, I will tell you this. We have a nation that has turned from God. And we must declare him. We must declare his righteousness and his goodness. We must, um, we must declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. People have to be transformed in hearts. We have a stewardship of an election, but you cannot, you will not legislate the hearts of people. But the hearts of people need to respond and behave according to their own hearts. Christians need to stand up and behave like Christians. Christians need to stand up and vote like Christians. You need to apply those truths to your life. Ancient Israel received several warnings about their disobedience to God. Are we willing to listen to God when He warns us about our disobedience? You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw and a new series in the book of Jonah with the second half of our first message in the series titled, Surrendering to God's Command. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. You can link to the church at daretostand.org. 
Now, here's Dr. Shaw to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today if you or someone you love needs some help with recovery from addiction. Now, let's get back to Jonah as Dr. Shaw gives us some background on this prophet of Israel. So Jonah's had its contemporaries, their messages. Hosea delivers a difficult message of condemnation to Israel for its unfaithfulness. Amos delivers a message of judgment upon Israel and other nations for their sin. But God sees this big picture that Jonah also is struggling with. He cares about the nations as national entities and individuals within those nations. He established human government in Genesis chapter 9, which is the foundation of national identity. He gives nations responsibilities according to Romans chapter 13 to protect uh, the innocent and to protect uh, and to punish the guilty, the administration of justice, care. He uses nations to carry out his plans, as we see in Hosea chapter 11, verse 5. It's fascinating here in this passage of Scripture is that God is dealing with Israel by using Assyria. That isn't like... And I just have to explain this. It isn't like God has only one team. There's no particular nation that has a a, a complete domination of the will and the blessing of God. We need to be careful that we understand that. What God God um, blesses nations. Genesis 12, 3, we see that as God blessed Abraham and in him through all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Jonah chapter 3, sometimes he blesses them for obedience. Sometimes it's for his own purposes. Sometimes just out of his grace. But he also curses nations. He did this with Edom. He did under Obadiah. God, not, God is not dominated by national loyalty. I am concerned that people, sometimes politicians, act as if they have the Jesus endorsement. You know, like Jesus is endorsing them. You know, like you have a, a very prominent national politician who endorses, and that's like the, the, the magic hand. Uh, can I just tell you something? It's, this isn't about having a Jesus endorsement. This is about whether we stand in obedience to him, not the, whether he's endorsing us. He curses nations. God asks believers to be salt and light in the nations in which they live, Matthew 5, 13 through 15, to be obedient citizens, Romans chapter 13, and to fulfill responsibilities of leadership when called upon, like Esther when she found herself in the Persian court. So listen, we have to understand that God is bigger than the nations, God is bigger than us. God has a plan that goes beyond us. And, his, and our responsibility is to fit into his plan. Now, it's, it's in human nature. Those of us who have a will, 
to um, question authority and to question the decisions of those that are in leadership. Um, there are many here in our congregation who have military backgrounds. One of the things that somebody that's in the military has to do is obey orders. That doesn't mean every soldier or sailor or airman believes that those orders are correct. My father was one of seven brothers, all of which served in the U.S. Army. Seven brothers, starting World War II all the way to Vietnam. Of the seven brothers, of the four that were uh, served in World War II, four went away, three came back. My uncle, Junior, which my dad hardly met, um, was killed in the Hurtgen Forest in Germany toward the end of World War II. I remember listening to the older brothers when I was a small child who were soldiers talking about and kind of bitter about what they felt, were, what they felt was a fruitless endeavor as far as fighting in the Hurtgen Forest at the end of the war. And they felt like commanding officers cost their brother's life. We sometimes question human leaders. Can I just tell you something? We have no business questioning the wisdom of God. So we have to trust his wisdom. We have to listen to his message. So we come back to Jonah. We come back to Jonah. It says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. See, I believe that God wants me to do this. This is what I believe that God wants me to do. Can I just tell you, as far as discerning the message of God, you need to listen really carefully. Did you know, you all know this, there are a lot of crazy people on the streets that are doing crazy things, that are absolutely convinced that God told them to do it. And I will tell you, God did not tell them to do that. So how can you be sure that what you think God wants you to do is what God wants you to do? Well, let's talk about Jonah for a moment, because Jonah had a very specific command of God. The first is that we needed, so we need to listen to his message, and we have to discern whether that message is from him. He speaks, by the way, primarily through his word. The reason that Jonah knew that this was the message of God was because Jonah had the biblical gift of prophecy. I mean, that was his, that was his gift. That's who he was, that God spoke through Jonah. The Old Testament prophets and New Testament prophets, for that matter, knew when it was God's message. In fact, we have the scriptures, which simply are the prophecies of God, written down and preserved for us throughout all of the ages. So, Jonah's message that he received from God is clearly the word of God. We always test the things that we believe God wants us to do by the truth of his word. And the wonderful thing that we have is we have this word. God does not contradict himself. God does not tell you this is righteous and this is not righteous and then command you to do unrighteousness. And this is the sure word. The whims of your heart are not necessarily sure. But you say, I just, I just have this really strong impression. 
You know, there, I'll give you two examples in the New Testament of this. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus is standing with the disciples in the northern part of Israel. And um, he asks the disciples, who do people say that I am? And they say, some say you're a prophet, somebody. They go through all these different things. And Peter is the one that says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but God revealed this to you. Peter's pretty happy about that. He has this message of God. That's a message from God about who Jesus Christ is. Then Jesus begins to talk about going to Jerusalem and dying and being buried and being raised again. Peter, filled with all arrogance, imagine this, puts his arm around Jesus and says, you need to stop talking about this stuff. Now, this is the same person that he just said is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And now he's taking the time to correct him. God loved Peter. I so identify with him as he tries to correct Jesus and to steer him away from the cross. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought about trying to correct God. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 9.30 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand is a listener-supported radio ministry. We do encourage you to consider supporting Dr. Shaw with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. We would love to give you a free CD of Dr. Shaw's Bible teaching and to minister to you in any way we can. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. You're always welcome to visit Northwest for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m., Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m., and you can hear Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on this same radio station. I'm Celeste Montague. We'll continue our new study in the book of Jonah next time, so join us. And now here's Dr. Shaw with a closing thought about trying to correct God as Peter tried to do when Jesus started talking about going to Jerusalem and dying on a Roman cross. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time right here on Dare to Stand. Have you ever tried to correct God? Lord, you know, let me give you a little bit of counsel. You, you need to stop doing this. I mean, we haven't really thought about who we're talking to. You know, you know it's interesting what Jesus did you remember what Jesus' response to that message was? 
Get thee behind me, Satan. Can I just tell you something? Just because the idea pops into your head doesn't mean it's good. Satan can whisper stuff in your ear. 